Hello and welcome to the Kent Voices podcast with me, your host, Charlie Gurr. We're coming up to exam season at Kent and whatever you're studying, chances are at some point you'll have to prepare for examinations of some kind and might be needed some tips for studying effectively and also how to take good breaks and remain calm. So with that in mind, I'm joined by some guests that will hopefully be able to help with that. So would you all like to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Cassia Senishan. I'm from the Student Learning Advisory Service um, and I've been a student at Kent as well. So I can give you lots of top tips on uh, getting the most out of your revision. Hello, everyone. My name is Lou Pesolet. I'm the current Vice President of Academic Experience at Kent Union. And I used to be a sport management student in Medway campus. Hi, I'm Chilene. I'm a final year student studying cultural studies and social anthropology. Hey everyone, I'm Becky Lamerman. I am the Student Equality, Diversity and Inclusivity Officer at the University and I also was a student here a very long time ago. Uh, okay, great. Um, so would you mind all sort of sharing some tips um, of things you, you might have found useful? So I know some of you uh, mentioned that you studied at Kent before. So what tips would you give to those that have got uh, exams coming up? I think for me, I would certainly say uh, just to try and use your time as wisely as possible. That doesn't mean cram it for all of everything all the time, um, but use it efficiently and effectively. Um, a targeted approach to revision is the most effective. So instead of trying to revise everything, try to figure out what you actually need to revise. Um, if you're doing an essay based exam, for example, you might not need to know every topic inside and out. You could maybe uh, only look at 60% of the topics, for example, because you're not going to get a question on everything. So, um, you know, to again, give yourself a targeted approach, work on the things you, you know that you're going to be stronger on, maybe things you've done essays on before, um, and then, um, you know, sort of make a list of priorities, things that you think are definitely going to come up. Absolutely. I think time management is really crucial. You've only got so much time where you can plan your revision. Um, remember, exams aren't there to catch you out. Everyone wants you to succeed. They want you to do really well. That's what you've been working towards. Your lecturers, your tutors, your academics, they are there to support you. So if you're not sure about something or you've just forgotten an approach to it, drop them an email, grab them on the Teams chat, ask the questions. Um, they would rather you asked and you got things clear in your head rather than you struggle on and try and uh, make it up as you go along. Um, remember, everybody wants you to do well in your exams. Yeah, I think following up from that point, just making a plan, like telling yourself, OK, on this day, I'm going to revise this, mm. this and this week is really important. Um, but also not to get discouraged if your studying doesn't go exactly how you planned it to go. A lot of times you're like, oh, I couldn't make it. I there's this bit that I missed today and then everything starts starts getting delayed. But really, you should, you know, focus on, on powering through. And I think that definitely choosing the things, choosing a few topics and really exploring them in depth is really important to kind of get that really good expertise on a particular topic in, in your course, in your module. Um, yeah, Shreen, do you have any? Yeah, more? I feel like as well, when you're doing um, a social science specifically, focus on the theories more than anything to learn, because if you know the theory, you can bring in your case studies, you can bring in other literature, as long as you know the theory of the topic you're discussing, so if you are really stuck with what to study, what to focus on in social sciences, I can't speak for all schools, um, focus on your theories. Yeah, and also because this year is, um, most students will be having online exams, mm -hmm. which you know are open book. I'd say focus more on understanding the kind of the, the timeline of the topics that you are looking at. So in this week, 
just try to remember a particular topic is associated to this particular week. And in that way, you are going to be a lot more effective at finding uh, the information that you need to include in your answer. And that's really important. Knowing where to look for things uh, for open book exams can save you a lot of time and it can save you a lot of stress um, as well. Make it easy on yourself. Like if there are topics that kind of overlap or that lead on to each other, then, you know, by all means, pick those. No one's going to be really impressed that you tackled the really big, complicated one if you don't get it right. Like you make it easy on yourself and, and you know, find ways to, to connect some of the, the topics so that you don't have to study uh, everything all at once. Um, and something you just said, Lupe, about, um, you know, look at it uh, day, to, day to day, week to week and, and kind of reflect on what's working and, and keep going. Um, absolutely. Being reflective about what works for you is really, really important as well. If, you know, if you've got yourself a schedule where you're going to be starting revision at 7am every morning, but you know that historically you don't generally get up until 11, then you're setting yourself up to fail and then you're just going to end up in a spiral where it's just going to lose you confidence and, and it's it's not worth it. Um, you know, reflect on what works for you and what practices work for you. Similarly with revision techniques as well, like if you're a visual person, then think about making things bold and with color and uh, maybe use mind maps or uh, imagery and, or things like that um, or if you know that you're the sort of person that learns things by listening to it then record yourself um, you know talking about stuff or record different notes so think about what works for you and make it easy on yourself and do it in sort of small manageable chunks Revision doesn't have to be about locking yourself in a room with your books either. If, for example, you know that you need a bit of fresh air and exercise, you could record yourself and listen to those recordings back as you go for a walk in the woods or go for a run, um, get out of the house for a bit. Um, know what your personal learning styles are. Do you need everything written down 12 times in order for it to sink in? Do you like to read things and take it away and reflect? Are you an essay writer? Do you need practice questions? Um, are you somebody, again, who by saying it out loud, that's how it sinks in for you? Explore all of these different learning styles and techniques. Um, if you're not sure what kind of a learner you are, the university does put on resources to support you. There'll be exam revision techniques and workshops taking place across the university speak to your division or your school about what's on to support you and speak to the learning advisory service as well about what sessions they're putting on. Absolutely, yes. Um, it, it's really important to, you know, to keep things fresh and to do things in different ways, to keep your brain guessing as well, but to give your brain lots of chances to, to reflect um, and, and to digest stuff. Um, revision is just that, it's revision. You're not learning the topic from, from the beginning. So focus on the key points, the key areas that you know you, you're going to need. Um, again, as Lupe said, you know, if you're doing open book, maybe you don't need to remember the exact date that that happened. You just need to remember where you can get that information quickly. So make sure your notes are all organised. They're easily, find, you know, you can find stuff easily um, and that you're focusing on the stuff that you that you will need in the room at the time or, you know, theories, um, timelines, whatever it is, you know, the, the consequences of something, the impact to how did it work later? Um, you know, what do you actually need to know? Also knowing what kind of exam will help you if you're doing a, um, you know, kind of a, a multiple choice kind of thing, you might need to know more dates, facts, figures, kind of hardline facts. If you're doing more essay based, it might be more about the impact of something or the influencing factors, that kind of thing, um, and more theories. So think about what you need to know for each exam. Remember as well, your brain is a battery and it needs to recharge um, and your body needs recharge as well. 
make sure you book in um, decent meal times, which you've got time to prepare them and you're not relying upon fast food or takeaways or stuff that you just make with boiling water. Make sure you're getting time out in the fresh air or exercise or social time. Call your um, loved ones, call your friends and have a bit of a chat and switch off and you will perform better for your, in your revision for it. Um, some of you will be practicing Ramadan during your exam and revision time. If you are, make sure that you um, look at your nutrition and your health as well. And we do have some guidelines on supporting you through that because fasting and revision are quite, uh, they're not happy dead fellows, put it that way. Um, so make sure you're looking after yourself if you are um, acknowledging and, and following Ramadan. I guess following on from what you touched upon, Becky, about social the social aspect and how important that is in taking care of yourself. Um, something that's really, really important is, and again, related to, you know, looking at different ways of revision and, and how other people revise and finding your perfect methods for revision is establish yourself a really good working and study group. Um, it could be either with your friends, but if you don't find that useful because you get too distracted if you sit in with your friends, do it with strangers. You might have a group chat for people in your course that you can ask, hey, is anyone going to the library today? Do you want to go over this topic together? Because um, a lot of the times you might not understand something, but if you hear it explained by another student, it might be a lot easier to let it sink in and it might be a lot easier to explore different ways of understanding uh, a single topic. And that's really, really um, important to do. Um, also, when you're in the library studying or at home studying, um, if you're like me and you find quite hard to stay motivated, give yourself rewards. So if you've completed these two topics today, when you've completed them, you get to go out with your friends for the night or you get to go home and watch a movie. Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, make sure to reward yourself. Treat yourself when you've achieved your revision. So when you've completed the topics you wanted to complete that day, go out and have fun or stay in and have fun, whichever you enjoy more just make sure to treat yourself when you have achieved your goals and on the other side if mm -hmm. you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve in that day don't beat yourself up you always you know tomorrow is a new day yeah and you can always start all over again it's you know more detrimental to beat yourself up about not finishing something a particular topic or a particular week but you can stay motivated and treat each day as a unique day where you can start all over again and do things in a new, fresh, um, you know, perspective and with a fresh outlook as well. Yeah, take it day by day. Don't be too hard on yourself because that's not going to benefit you at all. Along that same line as well, like make sure there's a manageable targets, like, you know, that they're actually doable. Because, again, you're going to be setting yourself up to fail if you think I'm going to revise this entire topic by 3 p.m. Like that's just not going to be manageable. Um, so, you know, make it make, break it down into smaller chunks and make it actually achievable um, because there's nothing more satisfying than crossing something off your list. You know, so make those targets like actually like, you know, plausible um, and, you know, something that you can cross off instead of just I'm going to revise this topic today. Or I'm going to revise this module. Be specific about it. I'm going to read this chapter or I'm going to go through my notes from this particular lecture or I'm going to re-listen to that lecture whatever it is um, be specific about it so that it's actually achievable and then you can have that really satisfying 
crossing it off your list. Uh, you know, break it down into, again, manageable chunks. There are lots of apps that can help with this as well with the kind of productivity and keeping you on target. So I don't work for any companies. So if I mention any names, then it's just purely stuff that I've used before. You absolutely can use uh, ones that work for you. There's also, uh, if you go onto the Kent IT website, there's a list of software um, that, you, that the university already has or that it recommends. Um, and you, there's a, a tab called productivity. So you can look for um, specific apps or, or bits of kit that we might have. Um, but I use something like Microsoft To Do, which you can have on your phone, you can have on your desktop, and it allows you to kind of like break down your to-do list into manageable kind of categories. So I have like one for personal, one for work, one for, you know, stuff I need to do around the house when I get time kind of thing, DIY projects or whatever. Um, and I can go through and choose, I'm going to look at, I'm going to do this today, this today, and this today, and that's it. And then it will show me what I'm doing that day. Um, you can also do sort of distraction, anti-distraction uh, apps and things like that, like um, the productivity apps. Um, so uh, Flora, for example, uh, you can you build like a garden from the amount of time you don't pick up your phone. Do you know the one? It's devastating when you do pick up your phone and your little plant dies, though. So uh, just be, pre be prepared for that crushing defeat when that happens. Um, and then there's things like Habit Tracker as well. So you can get used to like what's working for you and what times of day you're most productive. So stuff like that can be really helpful just to get a sense of what kind of schedule is going to work for you. Um, I use the Pomodoro technique because I have the attention span of a gnat. So um, I need to be able to, you know, have something to focus on. And what Pomodoro does is you have sort of 20 minutes of focus time. That's all it is. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to go off track. I'm just going to focus for 20 minutes. That's manageable. And then you have a five minute brain break and you check your phone, look on Facebook, whatever. And then again, 20 minutes. And then if, not, if 20 minutes not working for you, if you, if half an hour is better for you, or if 15 minutes is better for you, you just adjust it. Uh, but it gives you that kind of focused uh, burst and I find that helpful to kind of try to limit the distractions um, and of course you can put focus time on your iPhone and things like that to try and uh, limit the amount of pings you get at certain hours if you're going to have a study sesh um, and just try to to think about your your space as well um, you know if you're getting stuck in your room and things are you know starting to get it, it, Netflix is calling then maybe go for a walk or go and take your books um, and sit in the Gulbenkian or, you know, sit, sit in a cafe somewhere or meet somebody, um, you know, know your triggers, uh, try to use your space effectively, you know, try not to study on your bed if you can help it, because that sort of like tells your brain it's time to relax. Um, so try to, to, to go further afield from that uh, and tidy up your space so that you, you're in work mode. Just on that, we've got a new um, wellbeing website, which is basically a digital map being developed, which is listing all of the relaxation and meditation um, opportunities that you have around campus. So it's places like the Oasis Garden, the Bluebell Woods, the Labyrinth, etc. And there'll be QR codes on posts at each of these locations. And you just scan your QR code, jump you into the website. And from there, you've got yoga exercises, meditation playlists, um, information about the nature around you to give you a chance to really kind of switch off and relax. Um, it's fantastic being productive. Not every day that you plan to be productive is going to be productive. You're going to have a day where your brain just isn't engaged for whatever reason. Either you're tired, there's something playing at the back of your mind, um, you, you're just not in the zone. Don't worry, it happens to everybody. Write that day off, go and relax, go and do something else. The next day, try again.
don't be scared of those yeah with that leave yourself like I know I need three days of just like either doing DIY projects or indulging my hobby or just relaxing so find out how many days you need to recharge to get back on it it doesn't help that you're working seven days a week but you're not absorbing anything because you're so exhausted so give yourself a day or two days however much it is you need and the days where you feel like you cannot study today take the day off and look after yourself yeah and don't compare yourself to others mm. if you see your course mates or your friends going to the library every single day and you're just thinking wow I could never do that <laughs> you know it's not your fault it is some people have a different way of working and some people's batteries charge a lot faster than others and there's mm. nothing wrong with that um, just remember that you are your own unique person, you have your own methods, you have what works for you, um, but also the situation that people find themselves, um, you know, we have such a wide, diverse group of students at this university that you can't simply expect mm -hmm. for everyone to work in the same way, so don't beat yourself up if, you know, your methods don't seem as, you know, comprehensive yeah, yeah. or as long as others. Um, whatever works for you works for you and that's the most important part just be aware of, of your uniqueness and, and the traits that make you you and use that to your advantage if you've got a part-time job or um, other commitments in your life as well make sure that the people who are involved with either setting your shifts or your rotors whatever it might be know when your exams are so when you are available and on call and they can call you for those last minute sickness covers etc and when you're just not available to do that um, because there are going to be times when you just don't need any additional pressure on you for anything else other than your revision and your exams. So just, just by communicating that well in advance, you take some of that pressure off you. Similarly, you know, it might be a, a time where you're going to have to say no to some stuff, um, unfortunately. And this is just about looking after you and also managing other people's expectations. You know, you might be somebody who's involved in lots of committees and doing some volunteering and doing loads of extra hours here and there and, and getting involved in all sorts of stuff. And it might be just as you go into exam season that that's just not possible in order for you to, to focus on your studies. You know, this is the last chance for you to show the university what you can do. So, you know, it, it's really important that you give yourself enough headspace and time to do that without external pressures so manage those expectations and tell people you know you'll be back in a couple of months when when things are are back to normal if you go into an exam and it doesn't go as you wanted it to go the questions aren't what you're expecting you don't think you performed to your best ability you panicked you were sick again don't panic okay um it's not the end of the world if everything does go horrendously wrong for you there are other opportunities in the year there's reset there's other options it's not the end of the world okay you can have a chat with your tutors your academics about what your options are i think that's a really good point because a lot of students don't know that you can choose to defer your exams if there's something really heavy going on at the moment you know if it comes to may june and there's a lot of stuff going on in your personal life and you simply cannot handle it you know you can always defer your exam so know that that option is available for you know what's best for you and when you'll be able to be at your peak academic performance and that's the most important part you want to show the best of yourself and if you're unable to do that during the main exam season don't worry don't panic you've got other chances and you've got other opportunities where you'll be a lot better prepared um you know in a lot better mental state as well uh so just look at your options consider them really really well um, and just be patient with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, if you're struggling, um, especially with mental health and it's coming up to exam season and you're finding yourself anxious, you're finding yourself low mood, 
always remember that SSSW is on campus and they're there and you can just explain how you feel and they can find you a route that will support you and help you. I know I've been through it and it's supported me tremendously with my studies. So always go out and have a look and see what they can offer you in regards to your mental health and coming up to such stressful season. Yeah, and on that note of SSW as well, if you feel like you need an ILP, an mm-hmm. individual learning plan, make sure that you get it in time for the exams because if it's a matter of, you know, you don't focus really well in a room full of people, full of people and you yeah. might need to be in a separate room, there are these accommodations that the university can do for you. They can mm-hmm. give you a bit more privacy in a smaller room so you don't feel as anxious or they might be able to give you a little bit of extra time if you have, have special learning difficulties like dyslexia, dyspraxia, um adhd whatever it is there are accommodations and things in place um from the university how they can support you so please do make sure that you get in touch with ssw if you feel like you might need a little bit of extra uh, support and help during exam season and again don't compare yourself to others if you're feeling Mm. like oh i might not need to go to ssw there's probably people that are worse off than me if you're already thinking that you might need help then that's the help that you need and you should go yeah don't compare it to other people other people's situations if you need it go and get it okay so we've heard about some of the uh, tools that people can use i know you mentioned about some of the apps um what workshops are available uh, at university then that can help with that as well well, the Student Learning Advisory Service has a, a number of stuff going on. Um, all, all the way through the year, you can um, or you can book a one-to-one with one of our learning advisors um, to talk about anything to do with the learning, really. We, we support students from foundation all the way to PhD um, in every division. So if you want to talk about what revision methods might work for you or, uh, you know, how to put together a schedule or how to, you know, decide which topics you want to work on, whatever it is, um, or if you want to go through some assignment feedback that you, you know, if that's part of your kind of revision process is looking at some of the feedback you've got from assignments, uh, which is a good place to start, then um, then we're more than happy to do that. We also have a number of workshops coming up on Teams. These are kind of just bite-sized workshops. Every, they're about half an hour. You don't need to book. You can just pop in. The, the links are on Moodle. Um, just search for, for skills workshops on, on Moodle and you'll find the work, the uh, Moodle page. So we've got things on managing exam stress, revision um, techniques, uh, it, writing essays in exams, uh, online exams, all, all different things. Um, similarly, if you're, you know, nothing to do with exams, if you're in dissertation season, then we also have sessions on dissertations. Um, and again, you can have a one-to-one about that. Um, so loads of stuff uh, on, on the website, which is just kentboard slash learning or student dash learning dash advisory dash service either way you'll find us um so loads of stuff on that and and as becky said earlier there'll be some stuff that your school or your division will also be putting on uh take advantage of the like social stuff that they do not just the the revision sessions and and the workshops because um you know you might be able to find a study buddy there or a study group there's usually free food who doesn't love free food uh, and it's really good to to recharge your body and your brain as well so um you know take advantage of those opportunities um and um and you know speak to other students find out what works for them you know maybe try some different techniques things that you haven't tried before um you know so again those kind of um events are really good idea to sort of get you to to think of new techniques new ways of, of looking at information um and figuring out what kind of learner you are and might what, what might work for you what strategies would work 
equally, if you have a look at the student support web pages, which is just uh, kent.ac.uk forward slash student hyphen support, there's a whole bunch of um, workshops advertised um, there, everything from walking buddies through to managing um, anxiety, managing stress, uh, productivity workshops. Um, so have a look and see what's available. Places like the Sports Centre may often do as well, just drop in um, fitness, health, stress relief sessions, you know, just everything from throwing a basketball around to kicking a football, a bit of yoga, anything which might help just um, get those endorphins going and, and trigger some of that calm for you. Um, Places like the Oasis Garden as well, which is the big community garden we've got on campus down in Parkwood, have weekly drop-in sessions for students who just want to go and you know, get hands on with nature, plant something, dig up some veg, learn about the bees. Um, it's, it's a wonderful space to really just go and relax and zone out a little bit, so that's another option. Um, then there's the labyrinth on campus, which is behind Elliot's College. It looks like a, um, a carved out piece of the earth. It's wonderful. And that is just a, a walking exercise where you follow it through. Make sure you haven't got your phone in your hand unless you're listening to some sort of mindfulness podcast while you're doing it. And you just walk that through as many times as you can in the fresh air. And it, it helps to it helps to relax you. Um, there's lots of options on campus. Sometimes you've got to go out and just look for them a bit. Yeah, and also there's going to be a lot of initiatives that we'll be putting on in collaboration with the university to help students look after themselves. Uh, so look out for any pets as therapy that you might see uh, around campus, because that's always really nice being able to pet a little puppy. Um, you know, students really enjoy that and it helps really helps with taking a break and kind of putting your mind on something else. Um, and also there's going to be other activities and hopefully, you know, maybe some axe throwing to get that energy out of you and kind of, you know, if you're angry about something or if you have other things on your mind to give you that opportunity to really, you know, put it all out there. And I think that that's really, really important. I guess, Charlie, do you have any um, revision tips, exam tips? Yeah, so I'm uh, in second year uh, studying journalism uh, on Medway campus. And so I have sort of exams that I sit um, for university, but I also have exams that I sit uh, for like a professional journalism body, the NCTJ, who also give us sort of separate exams, which we've got alongside that. And yeah, I just say, make sure to sort of get that balance right, because I often find that it's easy to think I've got such a huge workload I need to get through. I can see all these exams I have ahead of me, but equally, if you burn out and you don't have that, um, that focus and concentration, you can be reading through your notes or doing whatever you might be doing. But if it's not going in, that's no good. So for me, I often find trying to sort of at the start of each day thinking, what do I want to aim to get done today? But then what do I also want to have to look forward to? A lot, I know uh, some of you were saying, just having that kind of sort of mapping out your day and taking each day as it comes. Because like you say, sometimes things come up in the day or at uni or wherever it might be, anything, oh, I'm not going to be able to get this done today. But it's kind of not panicking and not thinking, oh, no, I didn't get what I need to get done today. Because when tomorrow comes, you can add that onto your list for tomorrow. But it's not not to try and put too much pressure on yourself because that's when the stress can start to mount. Just my, my last tip really would be do not waste time typing up your handwritten notes. It is not a, an effective revision strategy. It feels like it is. It feels like, yeah, I'm doing something productive, but you're not actually taking it in. Um, so it, it, don't waste your time doing that. If you're a handwritten kind of person and you've been taking your notes um, handwriting this whole time then that's the kind of person you are so so use that uh, as your as your kind of uh, methodology um, and don't mess about just uh, just typing it all up it's not helpful um, you know spend your time more wisely be more effective more efficient with your time 
Um, you know, by all means, write it up on flashcards or mind maps or, you know, try to kind of get it into different formats. That, that's fine. That's great. But if you're just doing it word for word, you're not actually really taking anything in. Um, and again, remember, this is revision. This is not you doing the course again. Um, so be selective with what you're focusing on um, and what you need to look at. Um, use your time wisely. Um, and that includes the social time, the downtime, some digest time, use that time wisely. And if you've, you sort of wake up and just like, I'm not feeling it today, it's nothing's going to go in, I'm exhausted, then don't try and push, push, push through because you, you're going to have a terrible day either way then because you're, you're not enjoying yourself and you're also, it's not really going in. So you might as well just put your pens down, go out for a walk and, and you know, decide to go into Canterbury or into Chatham or whatever and enjoy yourself um because you know you, you've got to keep that balance um so yeah be be targeted don't waste time um with with things that don't work be effective and efficient with your time mine would be be aware of what your time drains are your personal ones um so for me i know that if i've got my phone in my bed at night I can be on that looking at social media mindlessly scrolling for hours and it means you're not sleeping you're not doing anything constructive with your time you're not relaxing your brain is still completely engaged and hardwired to keep going it's not switching off and it's one of the worst things you can possibly do because it is sabotaging you on so many different levels so be mindful of what your personal time drains are know what your triggers are and try and avoid them yeah, I guess my final tip is just being in control of your day, kind of related to what you guys are saying. You know, when we don't feel in control of our day, when we don't feel like we have a choice in what we do during the day, then, you know, when night comes, we perceive, oh, I have all this free time. Now I'm going to be on my phone. Now I'm mm -hmm. going to watch a half a season of a show on Netflix. But really, that's not the best use of your time. You just trying to regain that control that you didn't see during the day. So you're trying to fit all your activities that you enjoy when you're really supposed to be resting and relaxing and getting into bed. So make sure that, you know, that you find those pockets of time during the day to do the things that you enjoy so that when it comes down to the nighttime, you feel like you've been in control of your day, you've been in control of your plans um, and the activities that you got up to and that you can go to rest, you know, with a clear mind, uh, just a clear body, just relaxed and, and just ready for the next day, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it's important to have a sleeping schedule as well. That's not to say that you need eight hours. Some people only need three. Some people need six. Some people need 12. And that's okay. But make sure that you're getting the sleep you need every single night. Turn your phone on like D&D if it distracts you. But when you get into bed, read a book or calm down and go to sleep. Like sleep is so, so important. Otherwise, you'll just feel drained, stressed and exhausted you won't take anything in everything uh, you do will be useless and the days start to blur together yeah. when you don't get enough sleep so make sure that you know you've got a clear start and end to your day so that things don't get muddled and your brain mm. doesn't get all confused uh because it's going to be a very busy time with a lot of information trying mm. to be fit into a very small space of time so make sure that you know that you're starting each day fresh and relaxed and calm yeah set up a sleeping schedule though <laughs> along the same lines as well like it although it sounds kind of scary like do the big scary things that are going to drain your brain at the beginning of the day because um your brain sort of tires out as the day goes on you know cognitively all the little things that we do just, you know deciding what to wear deciding what to have for breakfast all of those things they drain our brain so you know the the scary topic that you keep putting off do that at the beginning of the day 
um, so that, uh, you know, first of all, it's, it's a real sense of accomplishment. I did that big, scary thing that I, I would not been looking forward to. Um, and that will set you up for the rest of the day. But also your brain will be able to cope with that a lot better at the beginning of the day. Thank you very much, everyone, for coming on uh, and sharing the tips that you had. And um, remember, everyone, if you want to find out more uh, information about what we talked about, you can visit kent.ac.uk slash student slash exam dash calm. And also look out for the hashtag exam calm on social media. And remember, you can get support from your departments as well uh, if you ever need that. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for on this episode of the Kent Voices podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Student Services at the University of Kent. For emergency support, visit www.kent.ac.uk forward slash student support. And for more information, visit www.kent.ac.uk forward slash student services.